Good morning and welcome. Maybe it's afternoon, maybe it's the evening, to be honest, I don't know. This is Ronan from English on the Road, and today we are going to have a quick listen to different nature idioms. So, different idiomatic expressions related to nature. So, first and foremost, let me start off by saying, I live in one of the most beautiful places on earth. I live in British Columbia, Canada. It is a large province and it is known for its natural beauty. We have countless mountains, infinite lakes, and one thing that I love to do is to go camping beside a different lake every weekend in the summer. That's one of my favorite pastimes. I just love spending time outdoors and I want to drink a coffee by a lake every weekend in the summer. It's a simple goal because there's hundreds and thousands of lakes just around us. So that's just me talking about how much I love nature and how British Columbia is a very picturesque and stunning, gorgeous, marvelous place. The mountains are insane. Let me tell you that right now. The mountains in British Columbia, second to none. I absolutely love hiking here. But of course, you need to be wary of the wildlife. For example, bears. You know, you don't want to meet a grizzly bear. You don't want to meet any bear. But by all means, if you meet a grizzly bear, you're dead. There's very little opportunity for you to escape. And the chances of you surviving are pretty low, I believe. But in saying that, it's not too common that we hear of uh, grizzly bears mauling people. Not too common. It does happen, though. Anyways, enough of talking about grizzly bears and <clears throat> Ronin's love of nature. Let's have a look at uh, some different idiomatic expressions related to nature. So the first one is, A rising tide lifts all boats. A rising tide lifts all boats. So, first of all, we have the tide. And I'm from the coast. The tide is something I grew up with. Um, it's not very confusing. The water comes in. The water goes out. And the tide is affected by the moon. So, it's lunar... Um, lunar controlled? I'm going to have to look that one up. All I know is that a rising tide would refer to when the water is coming in. And when the water comes into a pier, or when the water comes into a harbour, let's be real, what happens to the boats? Every single boat is raised. Every single boat is lifted. So, this expression, a rising tide lifts all boats, um, was actually coined... By John F. Kennedy, the American president. And he was referring to the idea that when the economy is performing well, all people will benefit from it. And to be honest, I wish it were true. I really wish it were 100% true. But a rising tide lifts all boats. Basically means when there's a good economy, everyone will benefit. Not just the rich. Which, in theory is wonderful, but in reality, I'm not sure if it's the case. So, the tide comes in, the tide goes out. You have different types of tides 
two. You know, you got your spring tide, you got a nip tide, for example. And uh, yeah, we'll get back to that later. All right, here's another one. As cold as a stone, or just as cold as stone. So this is an expression to describe a person. If a person is as cold as a stone, they are emotionless. They have no emotions. You can't read them. You never really know what they're thinking. They're kind of like not very out there, if that makes sense to you. He's as cold as a stone. His mother died and he didn't even flinch. Unemotional. So, what job would be good for a person who is as cold as stone? I mean, a hitman would probably be good. A hitman is a person you hire to kill another person. Random English there. So as cold as stone, you have no emotions. We use it to describe a person. He was always cold as stone until he had a child. Then his heart melted. John is as cold as stone. He's so hard to read, and I think he doesn't like me. So there's two. A rising tide lifts all boats, and as cold as stone. So, let's have a look at another one. To boil the ocean. B-O-I-L. The ocean. So, let's be real. Is the ocean big or small? It's freaking big. It's huge. It's gigantic. And do you think it would be easy or difficult to boil the ocean? So, to boil is to make hot. You know, if you want tea or coffee, you have to boil water. If you're making um, some vegetables or chicken, you can boil food, for example. So how hard do you think it would be to boil the ocean? Excuse me. If you're trying to boil the ocean, you are trying to do something that is goddamn impossible. Something that can't be fucking done no matter how hard you try. If you are a person who always tries to boil the ocean, you are a person who's always attempting to do something that's impossible or do something that's too big or trying to do something that's too complex or you're making something too complex. So if a person is boiling the ocean, it's not good. You might say to your friend, yo, stop trying to boil the ocean. Make it easy. Make it simple. There's John. He's always trying to boil the ocean. And as a result, he never gets anything done. Ugh, I feel like I'm trying to boil the ocean with this essay. It's impossible to finish. So in that case, in those examples, it was different people who are really struggling to get stuff done, to get shit done. Because they're trying to do something that's too hard. If... Here's another example, for example. Here's another example, for example. Here's an example. 
Trying to help John is like trying to boil the ocean. Trying to get politicians to stop climate change is like trying to boil the ocean. So that way I'm describing an action that is freaking hard. That's not easy to do. And I'm just saying it's like trying to boil the ocean. Because let's be real. Those last three examples, trying to get politicians to work on climate change, it's not easy. It can be done, so, but it's not easy. So, to boil the ocean, you are attempting to do something that's impossible, too big, or you're making something more difficult than it should be. Alright, number four. Cliff hanger. So first of all, do you like mountain climbing? My parents actually met each other in the mountain rescue back in Ireland. Mountain rescue is the volunteer group, voluntary group, that um, made up of just people who have a keen interest in the mountains and safety, I guess. And if you go out hiking and you get into difficulty, the mountain rescue team come get you. So that's where my parents actually met whilst rescuing people from the mountains, which is pretty badass, I think. Anyways, cliffhanger. So when my parents would go up to the mountains, sometimes they would have to climb a cliff. If you want to climb a cliff in the mountains, you should definitely wear a helmet. You need ropes, and you need a harness, and you need pegs, and you need a lot of equipment in order to climb a cliff. A cliffhanger. Interesting. Cliffhanger is something like a sports match. It could be the end of a TV show, a TV show like one episode or a movie. An election can be a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger is when you don't know what's going to happen in the end. If you're watching a sports game, and this uh, soccer game, for example, and the score is 1-0, and there's two minutes left, and everything seems lost, and then suddenly there's a surge, and they're, they're getting so close to scoring another goal, you could say it's a cliffhanger. I didn't know who was going to win. I didn't know if they were going to score another goal. Penalty shootout. People go apeshit when they're watching penalty shootouts. That's a cliffhanger. Do you know how it's going to end? No. Are you excited? Fuck yeah, you are. Elections can be a cliffhanger. It's so close, we don't know who's going to win. He has 20,000 votes. She has 20,005 votes. They're They're still counting ballots. This election is a cliffhanger. We have no idea what's going to happen. Just drinking some coffee. So a cliffhanger is a noun. That TV show ended on a cliffhanger. To end on a cliffhanger. End, E-N-D, on, O-N-A, cliffhanger. C-L-I-F-F. H-A-N-G-E-R. Well, just check the worksheet. 
So if something ends on a cliffhanger and you have to wait another week to watch the episode, it drives you crazy, doesn't it? I think we're so used to having Netflix these days that if a show ends on a cliffhanger, you can just start watching the next episode, no problem. Which is very different to before, because before, if you watched an episode on a Monday... You'd have to wait until the next Monday to watch it. So all week you're thinking, what's going to happen to X? What's going to happen to Y? Cliffhangers are great. Awesome. A rising tide lifts all boats. As cold as stone. Boil the ocean. Cliffhanger. Down to earth. Down to earth. We use this to describe a person. A person who is very relaxed. A person who is very practical and realistic. If you're a down to earth person... You're not really stressed or flustered easily or by anything that's going on. You get people. You understand what's going on. I would say a politician needs to be down to earth. They need to be able to relate to people. I feel that a person who's down to earth accepts other people as equals. A down-to-earth person is definitely positive. They're practical. So, for example, he has a very down-to-earth idea. It's called UBI, Universal Basic Income. Everybody gets a a check from the government every month, no matter what. Excuse me. So, a person who's down to earth is absolutely positive. A teacher should be down to earth. My name is Ronan and I am definitely down to earth. I'm not going to lie. I'm very relaxed. I don't get stressed easily. And I like to be honest and relate to people. So, down to earth is a positive adjective for people. All right, let's have a look at one more nature-related idiomatic expression. And this one actually includes the word nature. When nature calls. Our nature is calling, perhaps. When nature calls basically means you need to pee. You need to go to the toilet. If you're out in the woods with your friends... Like on a hike or something. And you say, oh, nature's calling. That means you got to go pee. Don't invite John. His nature calls all the time. That's a bad example. Don't use that. Nature is calling. I need to pee. There's not really much to say about it. You generally use it when you are walking with your friends and you say, oh, nature's calling. Got to go. Can't really think of too many more examples with nature's calling.
Let's look it up real quick. The joys of having the internet. Nature's call. Jim is off answering nature's call. He should be back at any minute. Hey, where's Ronan? He's answering nature's call. If I drink too many beers, nature will call very fast. So, there you go. Guys, can we wait up five minutes? Nature's calling. Just an easy way to say, I gotta pee. <clears throat> because that was a very quick one, let's have a look at one more, shall we? This is a very good one, actually. To let the dust settle. If you let the dust settle, you're waiting until things have calmed down. You're waiting to see what the result of an action is. Alright? So if there's an argument between two people, you might say, we need to let the dust settle and approach them later on because right now tensions are high. John and Mary had a huge argument. They both said some really nasty things. I think they gotta let the dust settle. I think they're gonna let the dust settle before they talk to each other again. If I were you, I would not go into the living room right now. The two of them are arguing. I'd wait until the dust settles. So if you need to wait until the dust settles, you need to wait until it's calmer in there. You know, we often use this expression mainly just for arguments or for conflict of some sort. After the dust settles, the soldiers will move in. After the bombings, for example. And that's just the way they do use it. So to let the dust settle, you wait until things have become calmer or have returned to normality. When the dust settles after this pandemic, we can get back to normal, for example. All right. So today, we had a very quick look at A rising tide lifts all boats. As cold as stone, you have no emotions to boil the ocean. You're trying to do something impossible. A cliffhanger. It's exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. Down to Earth, a very relaxed and realistic person. And to let the dust settle. Oh, and of course, Nature's Call. So, Nature's Call, I gotta pee. To let the dust settle, wait for everything to become calmer. Okay, guys, my name's Ronan. This is English on the Road. Thank you for joining me.